Paz IM Radio with your co-hosts Robert Brining and Aaron Laxton. We go around the world and across the United States. Join in the conversation by calling in to 929-477-3572. That's 929-477-3572. This week, we have your HIV scoop with Josh Robbins and your positive message from Rise Up to HIV and Kevin Maloney. Your weekly dose of hope. Pause IM Radio. I hope you're ready for season two because it starts now. That always gets me so hyped up whenever I hear that. <laughs> Maybe I need to, I'm I need sorry, to reach out that? to Nike. To, I need to reach out to <laughs> Nike to see if they want me to do their intros. Every time I'm listening to it, I'm here like I'm like raising my hands in the air, like side to side, like <laughs> bouncing with the music, like like we're walking into a stadium about to speak. <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, it, it, I guess, I, I guess I'm a hype man now. I'll add that to my resume. Yeah, that was really like pumping. That's a good way to start the show. So, welcome everybody. Today welcome. is another... what is today? The 20th. It, it is all day. Oh lord! Unless it rains. <laughs> well, it's, it's starting to finally feel like fall here in Philadelphia. It is 43 degrees and freezing. So, yeah, I don't like it. I, I don't like cold yeah, weather. It, it was 80 on Thursday here, and today it's like 35. Well, yesterday it was like 66, I think, like in the 60s. And today it's like going to be only in the 40s. So um, it's definitely starting to change. And I like to change the weather. So I like the cold. I like the leaves falling and changing colors. You know what I mean? I like that. I like where I live because I experience, you know, all the weather, all the changes. Yeah, I don't, uh, uh, you know, if, if I had my way, I'd live on an island in, you know, like Hawaii or something. Hawaii. These days when nah. I'm super rich. Yeah. So how I don't know, it, I'd be afraid to live on an island. <laughs> Why would you be afraid? Uh, I don't know. I just need more land around me. <laughs> I don't like being well, out there in the water all by yourself. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if there's, I guess it's not good. No. How's your week been? But my week, my week has been well. Another, you know, tough week at work, making the bagels and things like that. But I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just stressful. You know, it's just, a, just a, the repetition of getting up early and going to work. But I mean, week work has been okay. The week has been good. You know, we got through it. It's almost, you know, the holidays are almost here. People are already decorating for Christmas out here and it's a little insane i mean thanksgiving is next week so kind of excited about that yeah, it's, hard. It, it's hard to believe i i don't know where time has been fine i think that uh there's been so much other stuff going on that it's just kind of uh it doesn't seem like the holidays this year yeah i agree just a lot of uh a lot of noise you know speaking of of stuff of going on Let's talk about the noise you were making a little bit last weekend. How did that go? I know you, uh, you know, uh, had to to leave the show a little early last week to to, to put something together. I just wanted to, you know, how did all that go with you? Yeah. So you know, uh, we're activists at heart. So uh, 
I was uh, helping a uh, fellow community activist, um, Fazel. Uh, he had organized a um, anti-Trump march. And, and so it ended up, we had a, a couple thousand people showed out. And, um, you know, it was, it was, it's a beautiful thing to look out into the audience and the crowd and see people who are advocating for women's health rights and freedom of speech and, and campaign finance reform and you name it. Um, you know, it was, it was a peaceful march. At, at one point, there was a small scuffle with police. Um, I had him cut open. Um, but, uh, you know, we've been going strong ever since. And I, I've been working on organizing because uh, I really believe that we have to organize, um, especially now before, um, to make sure that we are organized. So I've been on a lot of conference calls with um, activists out of New York and um, L.A. and Miami. Um, so I would encourage you. Now is a really exciting time. If you are wanting to be involved in, in advocating for those who are marginalized, um, now's the time. There's no better time than right now. So, yeah, I was sorry I had to peel off the call earlier last year or last week. Um, I always love talking with Josh Robbins. Uh, he says, yeah, no, y'all. Y'all. <laughs> What's up, y'all? So, so let me just ask yeah. you something about this. Um, you know, you were talking about it being an uh, you know, anti-Trump protest. Explain to me what exactly the goal is that you're trying to do. Because, you know, there's people who I see on Facebook who are posting, like, you know, stop crying, the election's over. You know what I mean? What is it exactly that you guys are going there to express? Because some people don't understand, and I just want them to understand exactly what your message is there. Right. Well, for me personally, so I can only speak for me um, as a, a myself, uh, I think it's important right. for us to stand up with other marginalized groups. So, you know, let me tell you, we know what the future looks like under a Trump-Pence administration. Um, you can look at the state of Indiana and see a lot of things that Pence pushed through. And, and so it's important for me to to let other people who are marginalized know we're not simply going to allow Trump um, and Pence to do what they say. And, and some of those things being, you know, uh, the repeal of the Affordable Care Act known as, you know, Obamacare, 20 million Americans stand to lose their health insurance. Um, you know, three to 11 million immigrants deported with deportation police going door to door to um, deport our, our citizens. So, you know, I think we're just organizing and um, we're, we're trying to figure out those next steps. And so that's, a, that's actually a question we hear a lot, Robert, you know, kind of what are we trying to achieve? And right now we're just building off the momentum of everyone's anger, everyone's upset. And, um, and, and so that's a lot of what's going on in the conference calls, figuring out what we what we plan on doing next and and how can we get our message across amazingly every you know half the country is is angry um they feel cheated they feel left out um and, and so where do we go from here is anyone's guess but i know that for the next four years we have to fight like we've never fought before um if we enjoy any of the rights and freedoms that we have gained over the last several decades no, I totally agree with you. So basically, you're not out there basically to 
get rid of Trump. You are there to basically bring awareness to situations that are important, that are, need to stay important. You know what I mean? You're not, you know what I mean? Just, right? I just want to try to make it clear because I know I have people who personally, who I know who have asked me these questions are like, well, are they trying to get rid of Trump and get, you know, Hillary in there? What is the purpose? And I'm like, no, it's more to bring awareness to the situations that he is, you know, possibly to go against because of their track records. Right. I mean, you know, there are some people that are hoping that the Electoral College um, will use use a faithless voter, um, and and they certainly could, although it's you know it's, it's a long shot, right? Before. Um, and, and so I had a friend that was talking to me last night, and and he said, you know, are you leaving the United States? Hell no, I'm not leaving the United States. This is my country. I fought for this country. Um, so when I say not my president, you know, obviously, you know, he is the president elect. He's going to be taking office, right. but his virtues and his beliefs are not mine. They're not. They're not of, you know, so as an LGBT American, as a person living with HIV, as a person who fights for the impoverished, marginalized, um, he, he doesn't stand or stand for me or represent me. Um, and so I think we just have to hold him to task at every turn. And uh, so if you really want to find out kind of, you know, check out Elizabeth Warren, check out Bernie Sanders, who are in the Senate who are holding him to task you know look at the look at the people that he's already appointed to his cabinet you have senator jeff sessions from alabama who was disqualified from a federal judge position because he was a staunch racist we now ha have him in a cabinet position you have others um that are kind of the same scenario so I, again i think we just have to unite we have to let our voices be heard and you know people can call it whiny people can call it whatever i i don't really spend much time on that um, all i know is i want that person who's living in rural alabama or or the inner city of st louis to when they turn on the tv know that there are people fighting to stand with them and you know I, i've said it at every action i go to people will be deported over my dead body it's not going to happen and I, I stand in solidarity with my fellow citizens. Um, and, and no, it's just not going to happen. We, we can't simply let these things happen and not fight against them. I agree with you. So let's, let's move away from uh, I'll get politics. off my soapbox. Got me going. No, no, I know. Well, I look, the questions are asked because they, they came to me and, and you're out there on the front lines doing it. So I want your experience and the reason why you were out there, you know, so hopefully that helps answer some of the questions that the people who asked me about it wanted to know. But let's move on to the HIV scoop with Josh Robbins, and we'll be right back. This is your HIV scoop with Josh Robbins, exclusive for Pause I Am Radio. Buzzworthy HIV news in under 90 seconds. Here's Josh Robbins in this week's HIV scoop. Hey y'all, what's up? This is Josh. Happy Turkey Day coming up. Gobble, gobble. I hope everyone has a great holiday and eats tons of food. All right, Healthline.com reports that smoking could actually shorten the lifespan of people living with HIV more than the virus itself. How much, you're asking? Well, let me tell you, by six years. Even more startling is the information that 17% of the general American adult population smokes cigarettes. But people with HIV, it's 42%. Woo! 
December 1st is World AIDS Day, and it's probably, honestly, my favorite day of the year now. This year, Subaru of America commissioned HIV-positive artist and activist Mondo Guerrera to release a second generation of his acclaimed positivity print as part of a 90-second video. Now, what's cool about this is that it's a 360-degree video application because that format allows viewers to change the angle of the imagery, altering their perception of the design. Pretty cool. And finally, Gilead is really pissing off some HIV prevention folks because they sent Gilead a letter saying that they are writing to express deep dismay that Gilead has proceeded with the Discover trial of Discovy versus Truvada as prep without engaging stakeholders in a substantial or meaningful way. Treatment Action Group, AIDS Foundation of Chicago, the HIV Prevention Justice Alliance, and many others that signed on sent off that harsh rebuke to Douglas Brooks. This should make a good fight over the holidays, I'm telling you. I'm Josh Robbins. This is your HIV Scoop. There you have it. Thanks, Josh. So a lot of cool information that he provides every week, so we appreciate Josh for doing that. Yeah, it was um I like the one thing that he he talked about the smoking. Um you know, when people smoke that are living with HIV, it does increase mortality a dramatic amount. I, I don't know if you've seen on Facebook our friend um Damon uh, over on Facebook has created a new um uh, a new group and it's called Smoke uh Smoking, Vaping and Chewing: Rethinking Nicotine in the LGBT Community. Like I said, Damon Jacobs, um, who is an amazing uh, activist uh, based out of New York. Uh, many people will know Jake, uh, Damon, who started the Prep Facts group. Um, and so, you know, now that the conversation uh, um, is being had about chewing and chewing. Um, and, and so I would encourage anyone who's interested, maybe just learning more. Uh, it's a public group checking out smoking, vaping, and chewing, rethinking nicotine in the LGBT community. Yeah, we actually had, uh, I believe, Damon on the show before a few years ago. So, hey, he's a cool guy. He's smart and cute. Yeah, bonus. I, I, <laughs> I, just that I know, that's a double package. <laughs> so tell me, um, what, what what's new going on with you? Anything exciting? You know... No, you know, I mean, life is life. Um, I'm getting ready to wrap up this current semester that I'm in. And, um, you know, a lot of my time is just being spent on organizing. Tonight, actually, we have um, the Trans um, Day of Remembrance. We actually have a march scheduled for tonight. Um, that is today, correct? That. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we want to... Um, reach out um, to our trans brothers and sisters, let them know that we, we're thinking of them, we support them. Um, most people may not be aware that since the election um, completed, there's been almost 500 reports of hate crimes against LGBT community members. And we obviously know that um, members of our trans community um, are disproportionately on the receiving end of, of these hateful um, uh, incidents. I don't know the exact number. I know that when we bring Benjamin on, he'll probably know more of the numbers. But um, so today is just a day to, to reflect on those that we've lost um, and to kind of raise awareness surrounding the 
um, just the, the struggles that our LGBT community still faces on a daily basis. Yeah, it's really important. That was something that I wanted to actually bring up. It was something, um, you know, I think for people who are not trans, obviously, they, they may not understand that every day that a person um, simply goes about their normal life, that they um, face considerable challenges, whether in the workplace or oftentimes in their home with their loved ones, um, because they're viewed in all different sorts of way. And, and so anything that we can do to stand in solidarity with our trans brothers and sisters is something that, uh, you know, I think we're required to do um, just as you know, being part of this, this human community that we live in. Hi, my name is Bruce. I'm from Brooklyn. I was diagnosed with HIV in 2003, and I became undetectable in 2010. My positive message is that this is an incredibly exciting time to be living with HIV because we know now that we have treatment that not only protects us, protects our health and, and enables us to live long, healthy lives, but it, it protects our partners from getting HIV. We cannot transmit HIV when we're undetectable. Um, so I guess the message is, is if you're considering treatment or you're on treatment, please understand that if you take your meds and stay undetectable, you won't transmit HIV, you'll stay uninfectious. It's very exciting, we can have sex and intimacy and, and babies with our partners without fear, without shame, and without stigma. So that was uh, one of the great messages from Kevin Maloney's um, a positive message campaign, I would encourage you to um, that website and check that out um, possible. Robert, you on? Hello, everyone. My name is Alicia. Some call me lovely or healed me. Hey there, I'm Josh and I've been HIV positive for over four years. And this is my pause message. Yeah, I bet you think you know how this story is going to go. Well, I'm going to do my best to show you how I've learned to see the positive and being positive, no pun intended. I'm healthier today than ever before because I've chosen to make my- My name is Charlie Twilby and I'm an HIV positive gay male. And I was diagnosed a week after my 22nd birthday, which could go on record as the worst birthday present humanly possible. It took me a long time to get past these sort of feelings where I was dirty, I was less than, I was a disgrace, I was a failure. A lot of these things that come from the sort of public perception around HIV, you know, HIV unlike any other condition, all the flack that we get just really comes from a moralistic sort of a place where people can blame it on being a slut or put you in a little box or make you feel shitty about yourself so that you sort of can't live your life with transparency. And it took me a long time to work through these feelings of inadequacy, these feelings that I was never going to be loved, and to realize that that sort of stigma and that bullshit, it, it's totally unacceptable. And it actually has no bearing on who you are as a person. 
I, like you and every other HIV positive person, is a strong, wonderful, phenomenal, powerful, interesting, sexy and amazing as you have always been. And HIV doesn't change that at all. So you need to celebrate and live your life and not be hindered by it because really at the end of the day, HIV can have as much of or as little of an impact as you allow it. I choose to live my life with transparency. I choose to make the most out of everything. And I'm going to have the best, the most amazing long life. And HIV doesn't have a damn thing to do with that. All right. We heard a couple of the uh, positive messages, and uh, we are having a little bit of technical difficulty, but that's okay. We'd like to roll with the punches. I see that we have Benjamin DaCosta. He is in the caller's queue. Benjamin, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? I can. I can. So while we kind of work through the technical stuff, um, Benjamin, have you actually did one of the positive messages over on, uh, for uh, Rise Up to HIV and Kevin Maloney? I have not yet. I've been meaning to. Uh, my travel schedule's been a little crazy the past couple of months, but um, actually, uh, am working on something for World AIDS Day. So stay tuned. All right. Yeah, I you know I did see your your schedule. You are probably one of the busiest activists that I know. Um, you were just where were you just this past week? Uh, I was in Miami for uh, a health conference, and then uh, next week I'll fly to San Francisco for the National Prep Summit. All right. So for all of our listeners, I'm going to read your, your, what was on the uh, page. Um, after watching his partner become diagnosed with HIV, and after noticing an absence of HIV-negative young people, specifically gay and young people of color advocating, about social issues, Benjamin DeCasa decided to dedicate his life to being involved in the LGBTQ community on issues surrounding social justice and health education. Benjamin's currently um, promotes HIV testing and education, PrEP, and transgendered health uh, equality, and also spends time advocating for expanded services for HIV prevention and treatment with other community members. That's a mouthful. I know. <laughs> so I, I've had the opportunity to um, just share space with you many times, um, most recently at the Healthy Voices 16. Yes. Um, and I, I'm never, I'm never uh, you know, I'm always motivated when I'm around you. I guess that's the easiest way of saying that, that, you know, here you are doing some really amazing things. Um, and and also for our listeners, if you don't know, Benjamin has the best selfie face ever. <laughs> and, and so if you're around him, you to, uh, not only uh, watch him take a selfie, but you have to get into one of his selfies as well. Uh, Benjamin DaCosta has really uh, mastered the selfie. Uh, it's just an amazing thing. Oh, thank you. I, I have many years of practice. So, you know, that's, I, I guess for a lot of listeners, um, it's not, uh, you know, we're used to, to hearing from people who are living with HIV. Um, and, and some would say, I mean, as a white cisgendered male living with HIV, I'm kind of a dime a dozen. Um, and, and so can you tell me just a little bit about um, 
you know, do you ever get pushback from the activist community or from the LGBT community as a person who is negative and advocating? Uh, yeah, um, I actually uh, had a conversation with a friend earlier this week about that. And um, I think it depends on the space. Um, a lot of times if I'm in certain um, health advocate spaces, it's more accepted. Uh, but when I go to HIV kind of spaces or conferences, it's kind of the unwritten shade in a way to where um, my status is a privilege and I recognize that my status is a privilege. And I try not to go to spaces that where that may be more suitable for people who are living with HIV than for myself. That's Benjamin, I'm, this is, I'm sorry, I just wanted to say that I was back and uh, somehow I got lost. So Benjamin, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, guys, I don't know what happened. I just, no. you know, technical, technical things happen in, in the Thank box. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, you for we taking have little over. that live in a box and they make it all happen. <laughs> Blame Russia. <laughs> so you, you used a term that maybe some of our listeners may not be um you know be up to date with so you said that people throw shade um to you when you're in these different spaces what's shade so shade is just like um kind of it can be all sorts of different things but side eyes or conversations that may happen to where it's uh where they try to state the obvious that I am HIV negative and that I do um So I um I, I want to reflect on something that happened, you know, in the last six months that really was profound, but specifically was really profound to you. Um and, and that was Orlando. Many people may not know that you you had a close connection to Orlando. Um, can you just talk about that for a little bit? Sure. Um, so uh, I'm a former employee of Pulse. Um, and for many who don't know, is Pulse, uh, Pulse's whole start was from the owner's brother who passed away from AIDS. Um, and that's, she always stated that she wanted to keep his heartbeat alive. And so that's where the, the name Pulse came from. Um, and in that space, I first started at Pulse as a go-go dancer and a shop boy. And I just, I was a little baby gay out there. And over time, I ran into people who worked for local HIV organizations and I didn't understand what they were doing because growing up, um, I, I never knew what HIV was. I never knew what STDs were. And they would be handing out condoms. And actually, I got my start in the field of HIV at Pulse. That is amazing. And and so that's a long time thing. You know, now I, I don't even know if, uh, you know, I live here in St. Louis, Missouri. Robert's um, coming to us out of um, Robert. Good old Philly. I'm in Philadelphia, yo. <laughs> Philadelphia. City of brotherly love. Uh, right. And, and so I know here in St. Louis, uh, the days of people walking around with buckets of condoms are kind of uh, long gone. I don't, I, I don't know. 
they don't do yeah it's it's a it's a very outdated process um and it's also very resource heavy so what uh, you'll see now is you'll see bowls of condoms at clubs and bars instead of actual people you'll see dispensers by the bathrooms things like that and so after after orlando happened can you tell a little a little bit about how you memorialized um that that event sure um so um after orlando happened i flew down um because i lost uh 13 friends of mine to the shooting and um there was a local uh tattoo artist who reached out to me on twitter and he was giving away free tattoos and um basically said hey i'll do your tattoo for you and donate the proceeds to the fund and the tattoo is like my little memorial so every day i look down at my arm i i can remember pulse and it will always have a piece of me wow wow i'm sorry for your loss you said 13 people yes 13. oh wow so sorry for that benjamin but you know you're here doing your thing and, and you know they're living through you and, and what you do and it's important tell me this did you date anybody before because you said you got involved after watching your partner become diagnosed were you open to dating people before that with a positive status um i didn't know what hiv was before that so i it, it i you could have told me hiv and i would have thought like oh okay i, I would have known what it was so it probably would have just got pushed to the side and i wouldn't have cared so um when my partner was diagnosed um the way he was diagnosed was so horrible um, because it was in a hospital um, and the doctor just walked in. Um, I was sleeping in the chair next to his bed and um, she just walked in and said, um, "You, we made a mistake on your HIV test and you're actually positive and then just walked right out the room. Um, she didn't ask me to leave. She didn't, She like it was just a bad situation. And so my partner looked at me within 30 seconds of hearing that news and said, you're going to leave me, aren't you? And the first thing that I did was I got in bed with him and held him and said, I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to be by your side and I'll make a promise to you that I'll go to every doctor's appointment and learn and get educated and be a support system to you, regardless if I come back positive or not. Wow, that's incredible. That's incredible. So, very, um, very hopeful. Yeah, um, because uh, I was 21, he was 20. So that that being a young person and then him being a young person of color and us having to fight the medical system, not only for our sexual identity, but now having to fight the medical system because of his status, um, really put a passion in me. And this passion is what keeps me going to this day. Well, Benjamin, it looks like we have some callers on the line who want to speak with you or have a comment. Yeah. Let me go ahead and bring, uh, let's see, it looks like area code 407. You're on the air with us. Who's this? Hi, it's Danny in Florida. How are you guys? Hey, Danny. How are you? Welcome. Hi, Danny. I'm good. Hey, I'm still in Orlando, and uh, you guys know probably that I was one of Paz Magazine's top 100 in the South, which is such an honor. I'm just so thrilled because I really don't do that much, but I guess I do. I'm very humbled by it, you know what I mean? Um, 
I was supposed to go to Pulse that night, and at the last minute, we decided not to go because we were too tired. So I have major survivor's guilt from it. You know, and we go a couple times a week just to share, you know, share the memorial, and, you know, we take beads, and we, we talk to people, and it's just such a somber place now, and it used to be a place of excitement and joy and happiness. Now it's just total opposite. So um, it's, uh, it's never going to be the same over there. You know, it's just... Uh, and we've talked to Barbara, the owner, and she she just she's at odds. She doesn't know what to do, you know. And now the city of Orlando has bought it for two point two five million, and they don't know what they're going to do with it either. So as it is, it's still a memorial. But um, I've uh, I haven't talked to you in a while. How are you guys doing, Robert and Aaron? We're doing good. Um, do you have a question or a comment for Benjamin? Benjamin, I just I really applaud you and your your stance and. Um, you you just keep doing what you're doing, man. You're you're really you're making a difference, you know. And um, Thank you know, you. together, together, if we all if we all work at it, you know, maybe one day we can eradicate stigma. Ha! That's not going to happen, but it sounds good, right? Mm-hmm. And Orlando is such an important place because uh, it's the central part of Florida that doesn't have a lot of resources and it needs people to share their story and to share share their status and share their experiences to let people know that there's people like them out there um, and that there's also hope and that HIV is not a death sentence because particularly in the Latino community, there's a lot of stigma still out there that HIV is a death sentence. And I think, especially in Orlando, it's great to hear that there are people who are sharing their story. And I, I personally applaud you for for being a fighter as well. Yes, we want to thank Danny for calling. Go ahead, Aaron. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm really interested. So, I mean, the, you know, the story with your, your partner, um, I, I actually, you know, got a little tear, teary eyed when you tell, tell that story. Um, because I think that many people, unless they are, you know, living with HIV or, or know people living with HIV, they don't understand how that simple diagnosis can really flip your life on its head and, and to have, you know, you there in that space and, and, you know, you crawling in bed with him and, and basically making a, a, a promise to him. Um, that's just a beautiful, it says a lot about your humanity. Things I have, I have witnessed you advocate um, at various events um, it is transgendered issues. Can you speak a little bit to how, how did you become passionate about advocating on trans rights and trans issues? Sure. Um, so uh, it also goes back to me working at the club. I, I grew up in Montgomery, Alabama, in, in between Montgomery and Atlanta. So there wasn't a lot of trans identified people who were, who were out and proud back home. Um, and so when I went to Orlando and started seeing all these different bodies and different, um, different identities through gender, I didn't know what to do. So um, there was one time where I addressed a trans woman in a very derogatory way, but it was in the most innocent way that I knew. But at that moment, she educated me. And that's when I became passionate about trans issues. But when it came to health, um, it wasn't until I had a friend who uh, became very ill in Miami and I personally took her to the emergency room and seeing how they treated her and how they treated her less than everybody else 
really opened my eyes and made me want to advocate to make sure that doctors and hospitals and also just people in general know how to how to really embrace the trans community as well as empower the trans community. Benjamin, uh, this is Robert. You know, I, I I agree with you. Like having that connection with with people who experience stigma, whether it's the stigma towards transgender people or HIV stigma, just having that experience opens your eyes and allows you to understand. And a lot of people don't understand because they don't know or they're not involved with people that are, you know, HIV positive who experience that on a day to day basis or people who are transgender who go through that, you know, on a daily basis or whatever the situation may be. And I think, you know, having that connection really opens the minds of, of others and, you know, having that, you know, opened your mind, it seemed like. Exactly. And once I dive down a little bit deeper, I re like I did some studies on statistics, and the statistics are fifty percent of trans people have been raped or assaulted by their domestic partner. Um, trans people of color are six times more likely to experience physical violence when interacting with the police than uh, white cisgender survivors of violence. Um, one in five trans people have experienced homelessness at some time, and 41% of trans people have attempted suicide. So those numbers are astounding. And the fact that the LGB part of our community isn't fully on board with protecting and advocating for our trans community really breaks my heart. No, it really did. I'd like to remind everybody that um, uh, you can call in and talk to Benjamin or, or Robert or I. Um, by calling 929-477-3572. Uh, that's 929-477-3572. Benjamin, the one thing that's really, you know, I do a lot of um, advocacy in the Black Lives Matter movement, and um, you know, it, it's amazing to be here in St. Louis and it's kind of the epicenter of Black Lives Matter. Um, mm -hmm. I'm always really amazed at the uh, amount of of transgender that are represented in the streets um, who are fighting alongside for every issue. And, and so it's really why I'm just always amazed by, you know, you would not expect um, to see a young person such as yourself, and I don't in a derogatory way, but you are a power to be reckoned with. I've seen what you the potential that you have as an activist and it's always really amazing just to see how passionate and and dedicated you are thank you so much and um i don't know i i'm pretty sure you know the same but i don't for the viewers black lives matter was actually started by black queer women of color um who um who are very lgbt trans empowering people um, because I, I hear in the mainstream news a lot is that Black Lives Matter isn't LGBT friendly, but the actual foundations of Black Lives Matter come from queer, gender non-conforming, gender non-binary people. Yeah, I think there's a lot of misperception, you know, and I, I think certainly right now where we are with this administration, you know, we're all uniting together. We have to, right? So it doesn't matter what you're advocating for whether you're advocating for transgendered issues or women's rights or LGBTQIA rights, um, there is a place for everyone in this thing called activism. Um, and, you know, I think, again, I've just, I was checking out your travel itinerary um, and you are all over the place 
can you tell i'm interested and i'm sure robert is as well how do you keep going um well as a lot of my like friends and uh, maybe some followers know is that i love gummy bears so that's one thing that keeps me going um but also the other thing that keeps me going is the fact that i am one person with one story and my goal is to empower other people to share their story. I never want to be the top person on the totem pole looking down. I want to have a group of people with me at the top sharing their story, empowered, having an amazing life. Well, that's awesome. You know, it's actually really refreshing to see. You know, Aaron, we were talking about this in the past couple shows that we've had about the next generation of activists really uh, – coming out of the box and, and and making big waves and Benjamin you're one of those people that you know are really you know making waves and, and making noise for for those people that you know are positive and I think you being HIV negative and being in a you know a positive relationship and, and and sharing about that is important because a lot of people who are newly diagnosed think that they're not able to be in a relationship or when they find out and they have to disclose to their partner that, you know, they're going to be accepted or loved like you accepted your partner. That's, you know, that's a lot of things that the newly diagnosed fear. And I think hearing your story and you being out there sharing that is, you know, really changing their minds and allowing them to have some hope. And it's refreshing, if you ask me, just to see your, you out there. Thank you so much. And then I also, I really want to encourage the fact that there's also the need for more Besides HIV uh, funding and programming for people living with HIV, I think there's also a needed funding for prevention efforts to prevent people from uh, contracting HIV. Um, because one thing in my work is uh, we get a lot of feedback from the community saying it sucks that we have to zero convert or be diagnosed with HIV to have access to housing, food, uh, employment services, and a whole list of other things. And we really took that and said, you know what, that's so true. And then that's where this whole idea of a housing first model or um, a wellness first model came from. So you're in your day-to-day -day job. Um, I, I know you mentioned that and I know, but for the listeners, what, when you're not off saving the world and, and traveling around in your day-to-day -day job, what, what does that look like? Um, so I'm a full-time student on top of all the travel. Um, I am going for political science uh, with a specialty in urban community organizing. Um, but my day-to-day -day, day -day job is working with the most marginalized communities of Chicago and helping them access healthcare, food, housing. Um, if they're HIV negative, PrEP. If they're HIV positive, getting them linked to care and making sure that they have the best care possible for regardless of their situation um, and really making sure that they have a positive outcome in their life. So do you think we're going to see a, uh, a, a state representative or, or U.S. Senator Benjamin DaCosta in the future? Um, no, I, I don't I don't see myself um, going that route, but I will be in those offices on the asses of the senators and the representatives, making sure that they're doing the right thing um, and making sure that that our community is being heard. Um, because I, I don't wanna be involved in the 
in the DC game, but I do want to make a difference through politicians and really open their eyes. Yeah, I think after this election, it kind of really sparked people into thinking that way. Yeah. Oh, completely. Um, especially with the vice president elect Mike Pence, because we're right next door to his um, current slash soon to be former um, state. And the policies Mike Pence has put into place are very dangerous to people who are living with HIV, as well as those who identify as LGBT. Um, I had when I first started at my current organization, there was a young man who was a part of that um, that very popular epidemic in Indiana, and he said there was no resources available. Every clinic was overburdened. They were they weren't seeing new clients, and that he had to drive all the way to Chicago, which is three hours away, just to get HIV medication. That's um, that's crazy. Craziness. So I, I, I definitely want to encourage the listeners as well as um, those who may be listening down the line to really find out who your state representatives are, find out who your senators are, find out contact information for point people who have policy making decisions to really send them a letter saying, you know what, this is what you need to prioritize. This is what you don't need to take away so that your community will be um, heard and your community will be um, will be uh, be able to thrive successfully. So there you have it, Benjamin. Hold of you, Go ahead. If people want to get a hold of you, Ben, uh, Benjamin, how do people go out on social media and how will they make contact? Sure. So uh, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, it's at Benjamin DaCosta. Um, and if you ever need help or support finding services in your area, um, you could reach me at Benjamin at BenjaminDeCosta.com or uh, you could always find me um, at your local conference or traveling throughout the nation. All right, Benjamin. Well, thank you for joining us. You should check out the Positive Living Conference next year. We're going to, uh, me and Aaron are going to make an attempt to go there. It would be great to meet you in person. It's a great conference. Yes, definitely. Thank you guys for having me. See you, Ben. Thanks. You're welcome. Have a Bye. great day. You too. Uh, what a refreshing activist. It's so nice to, to have new people stepping up and doing new things and, and, and really getting involved. Um, you know, it, it feels like kind of like slowly passing the torch to the younger generation. Yeah, I, you know, he is a powerhouse. I can't say enough good things about Benjamin. Um, it, and, and he's cute. You know, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's sexy. I, I don't want to objectify Benjamin, but he, um, you know, he's a beautiful soul. He, he is uh, driven, he's motivated, um, and you're not going to find more passion on a person. Um, and so he, it's always, I always walk away from interacting with him, having more energy than what I had whenever I first came into this space. Um, he's just a very considerate uh, human being and, and uh, yes, beautiful to boot so that doesn't hurt that he is pretty on the outside as much as he's pretty on the inside that's right <laughs> so let's um let's move along to the next part of the show is uh, our positive message segment which is brought to us from kevin maloney and the rise up to hiv um so let's go ahead uh, i know you played some earlier so i think we're moving on to lexi that's right yes let's hear from lexi all right let's hear from lexi 
I don't have any issues with having HIV because I've accepted it. And I know no matter what, everything's going to be okay. I have two options. Choose to be sad about it or be proactive and positive. I'd rather be happy. So I educate myself, which creates confidence. And I understand why other people make jokes or may hate it. It's because they don't understand it. So they are scared, which is a natural human reaction. So therefore, I don't take it personal. I educate them to help them feel comfortable. I stay calm and normal because my energy will be their energy. I don't care about what people think. I know the truth about HIV and I'm okay with that. What others say does not affect my life. I have a choice to allow that energy in or not. That's theirs to keep, not mine. I know I will live. I know I can have kids without them contracting. I know I can be in a relationship and have all the sex I want. What more can I ask for? I may have less energy some days. I take meds every day. I go to the doctors every six months for a checkup on my health. That's not so bad to me. We gotta just accept what is, enjoy life day to day, and let the rest go. This is why I don't worry. My medicine is just a daily routine. It's not an HIV reminder. I choose to live a normal life. I mean, my life is normal. I just have a manageable virus that I take meds for. That's all. Wow. Always amazing messages. Again, I would encourage anyone who has not participated. Um, you, you heard it, Benjamin, earlier in the show. He's, he's going to do his. Um, but Robert you know, has not participated yet. Sorry, Kevin. Robert. I'm so sorry. <laughs> send Robert a text and tell him he needs to do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, so there's no shortage of, of things that are going on. You know, Josh Robbins over at the HIV Minute and Kevin um, doing the, the messages, the positive messages, you know, you know coming up on World AIDS Day. Um, he it has the event at Niagara Falls. Um, so that's going to be pretty powerful. And, and then hearing from Ben, Benjamin, um, uh, uh, the things that he's doing, it's just one more example of, you know, we have to stand up to let our voices be heard. And we have to represent the, uh, the marginalized groups. Um, you know, in Benjamin's case, you heard how he is um, standing up for transgendered standing up um, to educate about um, PrEP and the use of PrEP. Um, and that the, the story that he shared, I think is so beautiful because it shows the potential of, of growth, right? And so uh, his partner who um, was just recently, uh, uh, you know, recently or was diagnosed, um, anticipated the worst. And he thought that, that he would be, um, uh, be alone. And, and so the beautiful thing about that and, and, and why I'm always just really amazed by Benjamin and said, hey, you know, I, I, you're not going to be alone. I'm going to educate myself um, and I am going to, to be here. And, and so if you're living with HIV and, and maybe you're newly diagnosed, maybe you're a long-term survivor, um, you know, we would like to hear, you know, have you had someone in your life that has taken that same stand? that, uh, you know, that refuse to simply walk away or, or, or refuse to, um, 
just accept things the way they are. And you heard Lexi, you know, she was sharing her story about, hey, you know, uh, I'm not going to let this define me. Um, and we hear each and every um, positive message, a different uh, approach, a different um, strategy. And, and more than anything else, I hear the beauty of this spirit that we have to overcome um, the adversity that we are, are faced against. So again, I, I would encourage everyone, um, go out on Twitter, um, go out on social media to, to check out Benjamin. And um, you know, I, I would encourage you, if he comes to a city near you, be sure to check him out. Um, he usually posts his travel itinerary and um, you will not be sorry. You know, just for sharing the same space as he's as he is in, um, the positive spirit and and dedication and motivation that he puts out um, is is so refreshing. Um, and and so I have no, no doubt that um, Benjamin is going to continue being very successful um, and uh, is going to affect more change than uh, what he already has. In fact, I'll be excited to see Benjamin at the Healthy Voices 17 conference. That was just, um, there was a teaser sent out about that. That looks like it's going to be in April. Uh, I would encourage you to, um, uh, to check that out. Uh, and, uh, you know, if, if you want to come into contact with health advocates from across different health conditions, um, Healthy Voices 17 is certainly a place where you can do it. Um, you will interact with people who are advocating for such things as rheumatoid arthritis, um, uh, different GI issues, um, pain um, advocates, um, HIV. I think last year we had, oh, I think maybe five or six people, including Kevin and Benjamin and, and Guy and a, a few others um, uh, who advocate on behalf of um, people living with HIV. Well, you know, we have done it again. We've had another hour of, of great conversation, sharing space with each other. Um, after I get off the radio show today, I'm going to a planning meeting um, here in St. Louis as we continue to plan for, um, you know, the fight that is ahead of us with the Trump-Pence administration. I would encourage you um, if you are in the least bit interested, um, you know, send me an email, send me a tweet. I can point you in the right direction for community action that's going on in a city near you. Um, you can check me out at Aaron Laxton. I'm Aaron Laxton across all show, social media formats. You can also check me out at HIV Social Worker um, or AaronMLaxton.com is my website. Um, you can check out Robert on social media and uh, you know, we will respond um, to you pretty quickly. Um, you can check out Robert at Pause I Am Radio. That's on Twitter, Pause I Am Radio. We come to you each and every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And as always, we do take um, calls at 929-477-3572. Um, we invite you to come back to us next week. Remember that you can go on the um, iTunes and look at past episodes and download them or wherever you get your um, podcast from. We appreciate you for joining us from myself and Robert um, until our 
next show, um, we want to say thank you so, so very much. Thank you for joining us for Pause I Am. You can listen to us each and every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we bring you your weekly dose of hope. Join in the conversation on social media, Pause I Am Radio and at Aaron Laxton. And while you're on there, check out I'm Still Josh as he brings the HIV scoop of the week. Also, if you've not checked out the positive message campaign from Rise Up to HIV, be sure to do so. For all of you who contribute and make this show possible, thank you so very much. If you think you have a story that needs to be covered or you would like to come on air and talk to Robert and myself, please let us know. We want to bring content that you need and that you want. Be sure to download this episode on iTunes and past episodes. We'd love to hear your feedback. From all of us over here at Paz IM Radio, from Robert Brining and myself, have a safe and healthy week. And until we speak again, stay positive. <laughs>